All right, thank you for tuning in to Just BS and Podcast. Um, I want to thank everybody who tuned in last week. Currently, I'm available on six platforms now, so I want to say thank you for everybody that listened and tuned in. Well, this week is HBCU Week, HBCU Awareness. HBCU Awareness is where you bring awareness to the HBCU historical block college universities that are out there and letting people know that you can still succeed going to these HBCU colleges. Today, I got a special guest, Courtney D.C., Hey y'all. All right, so when we have a guest come up here, we usually get them to say how we first met or the first time we remember each other meeting and that kind of nature. So, do you remember how we first met? The exact time? Talking to Mike. The exact time we met? No, but I mean, your sister adopted me as her little sister, so then basically I just popped up on the scene, hanging with y'all. Basically, you correct. She basically came out of nowhere. <laughs> came out of nowhere, just out the blue, and just was there, worsome. <laughs> basically, I promise you. All right. All right, so what college did you attend? The illustrious Elizabeth City State University. I want to say all that. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's HBCU week, so I'm promoting all my HBCU. So we're going to be on a good note. If you understand Elizabeth City, you'll understand I went to Shaw. And Elizabeth City is in the CIAA. So we promoting good energy. Um... <laughs> You went to Elizabeth City State University. Where originally are you from? I am from Maryland, Prince George's County, Clinton. All right, so PG County. Um, with that, how did you end up going to Elizabeth City? Well, I knew I wanted to go to an HBCU. So I was online researching and... Honestly, I liked what I saw, so I went and I visited there, Shaw, um, and a couple of other schools in the area, and from the visit, I liked Elizabeth City, so that's what I chose. Were any of the other colleges that you was looking at, were all of them HBCUs? Was it any PWIs? No. All right. All right, so... <laughs> What what made you want to go to an HBCU, though? Well, growing up in PG County, um, I went to majority black schools. So, um, towards my junior year, my mom moved me to a school called Leonardtown High School. And it was like 8% black. Man, it was so different. Like... It's and it's different when it's a lot of them and it's not a lot of you. So I knew like getting out of high school, I wasn't gonna make it at a PWI, and I didn't want to. I wanted to be around people like me, so I could learn, you know, and feel comfortable. And that's exactly how it was. All right. So when you went to Elizabeth City for you went there for a visit first. Yes. 
what was your first thought when you went there compared to the other schools if you visited any of them? Where am I? It was like in the middle of nowhere. That and, is true. Um, and then, like as I walked around, well, first off, they tricked us because the food was amazing on the visit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was something that was different because I went on a scheduled visit to Elizabeth City as to where the other schools I kind of like knew someone so just like popped up Mm -hmm. so the food was good um and it was like everybody it was small but it was like big at the same time like it was certain people who really didn't know each other from Mm -hmm. what I was told and then it was like your immediate family okay and see that and that's that's totally different from when I visit Elizabeth City because when I went to Elizabeth City, I'm like, yo, this college is big. Really? I thought it was big, but now I understand it's big but small. It's big but small. So when you went there, you was like, all right, this school I'm going to go to. Did you ever have any second guesses, any I need to go look at one more school? Like as soon as you went there your first time, you automatically knew this is school I want to go to? I automatically knew. My mom was trying to make me choose Shaw because that's where she went, and they were offering me money, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to go there. I just knew I wanted to go to Elizabeth City. All right, so speaking of the food, it cannot be that bad. Now, at Elizabeth, not when I was going up there, but then again, I always ate off a lot of time. Uh, it was rare that I ate in the cafeteria, but I wouldn't think it was that bad. Did y'all have um, Chicken Wednesday? I feel like that's a part of the HBCU. You have to have fried chicken Wednesday, and you have to have fried fish Friday. Mm -hmm. Like, if nothing else, you could count on that in the week. When y'all went for y'all fried chicken Wednesday and fried fish Friday, Mm -hmm. how was the, the culture there? That's when it was live. Like, we had parties in the cafeteria. We always mm-hmm. had a DJ. We had modeling troops, like, battling. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was in the cafe on those days because that's when you could depend on the food. That was, like, the best day to go to the cafe. And see, that's how it was with us. Like, if you have, like, Shaw is small. So, you have a 9 o'clock, 9.50, 10, 10.50. 11, 11.50. People will go to class late or leave early just to hit the cab on those days. They might not even go to class that day for real, for real, depending on, um, like, if they wanted to stay in there and eat. Because you might go there, but then your friend might be in class, so then you got to wait for your friend. And then y'all got to catch up on everything or whatever. And um, I don't think people know how important it is with when you have a friend and y'all plan to go to the cafeteria <laughs> and they go before you. You got to keep the date. If you do not keep the date, like, that could really end up, yeah, yeah, it could end a friendship. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you planned your day around going to the cafe with them and then they, they curved you for real. Like, no. Like, you got to square up and then we could be friends again afterwards. Mm-hmm. But... You cannot leave me. Because I don't want to go to the cafe by myself. Like, I'm not even going to enjoy the fried chicken. Yeah. If um, 
if I come up to come up to y'all and I be like, yo, y'all trying to go to the calf? Shit, we already went. It's like you just you just gonna play me like that? <laughs> like that that's fighting words, like you said. Um, so with that, I think that's like you said. I think that's a HBCU tradition at um Elizabeth City. Like, what are y'all traditions there? What what are y'all known for? That's it, ECU. I'm sorry. ECSU. I apologize. That's not why I looked at you. Um, I feel like we're known for our Williams Hall parties. That's in the little gym. Yeah, the the little gym. Mm-hmm. You know, I it got that. yeah, it got crazy in the Williams Hall parties. Um, when I was going there, basketball, we were pretty decent at basketball. Um, doing good at CIAA. Mm-hmm. What else could I say? Y'all we were not. Or just doing good. We did division champs 2010, I think. What 2009, 2010? Or yeah. Two, oh, all right. Um. What else were we known for? Oh. I feel like the Deltas. We were known for like our just our Greek life and period. But see, y'all, y'all have something. Don't y'all have like a winter homecoming and a spring homecoming? Oh yeah, all schools don't do that. Nah. Oh nah, yeah, nah. we we definitely have. We actually have three because we do it in the spring too. We have a a spring football game. Then we have um, homecoming, the big one in October, and then we always do a winter one where we do it with a basketball team. I believe right now our rivals are um, Virginia State, so we usually play them around that time. It's not Fayetteville no more? Ever since they got into that issue at one of the games, Mm -hmm. I think that kind of shifted the dynamics. All right, so with with the spring homecoming, that's Viking Fest, right? Right. Do you know know what it means? Like, Like, what's the purpose of it? So... Viking Fest came about because originally it's changed a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. But Viking Fest was kind of like when all of the probates would go on the yard. And the regular homecoming was kind of being taken over by that alumni okay. at the time. So it was kind of an old type feeling. So what the younger the enrolled students did, you know, where we were like, okay, well, since all of this is going on around this time anyway, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We're going to do like a spring homecoming, a winter homecoming, where it's basically like the young alumni homecoming where we actually celebrate each other, ones that are there and not there, and it like bridges the gap between the younger Alumni and the older alumni, so we don't really have that issue moving forward. Oh, all right. So with the older alumni, um, <clears throat> being that it's a historical black college university, were there any ties with like the civil rights movement or anything like that? Well, yes. I, actually, the school was founded by the National General Assembly. Hugh Kyle was an African American representative, okay. and what he did was he proposed that um, there be a, I don't want to mess it up, there be a 
um, a black teacher's college. Okay. So originally, the school was a two-year institution, and it was to train African-American teachers in, like, elementary and secondary education. Okay. So basically, it was a university for black people to get their teaching license degrees in that case? To then teach. All right. With that, what celebrities are known to come out? Because it's... In the HBCU, it's a lot of celebrities that's out there, and people may not even know because the way they talk, um, the way they can articulate words, the way the platforms they in, they don't know that a lot of these celebrities, famous people, whatever you want to call them, come from HBCUs. So is there any famous celebrities or anybody from Elizabeth City? Um. Well... There aren't many very notable celebrities, but one of the major celebrities that came from Elizabeth City um, is Alex Haley. Um, I heard her name. Yes, he is the writer, um, director, and creator of Roots and the Mouth. Oh. Mhm. Okay, I have to say this: Elizabeth City has went up in my radar. <laughs> I promise you, because. Many people can't do it, but I literally watch Roots. I have all six DVDs. I watch the whole collection at least twice a year. So when you said that, I was like, yo, I know that name from somewhere. I've, so I'm going to have to give Elizabeth City a little bump up in my um, radar because that's, nah, that's dope for real, for real. And it ain't nothing that I'm trying to like play around. Like If you know me, and we have these conversations. You know that, like, Roots is, like, one of my number one movies because it showed how Kuta Kente came over here. And just imagine making that trip dozens of times and what our people had to go through. So, like, Elizabeth City holds a special place in my heart now for that. Um. So what were your experiences at Elizabeth City? Like, um... What are some of the good things that happened there to you? Um, well, I feel like one of the best things, um, my second family, like, I've met some of the most wonderful people, like, through Elizabeth City. Mm-hmm. People who went there, people who didn't go there, like your sister. Like, Elizabeth City has changed me, like, not even just from my experience, but just from experiencing those people just has, you know, changed me for the better. Mm-hmm. Well, you know they say um, you meet your true friends in college. in college. And I believe that. I can say that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't believe it. It is not any shade of my friends back home or anything, but it's like it's a different level of friendship. Yeah. Like the appreciation. Um like you may grow up and you struggle with your friends on a certain level, but when you're in college, it's different because all y'all struggling. Yeah. Um. Is. Yeah. It's it's bro. Um. You got a pack of noodles for me. Um. Or yo, y'all got some water in there. Or, shh, bro, man, I ain't even got no soap, man. Can I borrow some soap or something like that? So, it's like the adult struggle. Yeah. 
And like a couple of me and my friends, I have different group chats with different friends from college. And um, at my wedding, my friends from college finally met some of my friends from back home. And like all this intertwined, like it won't nothing. And I had like all different types of friends or whatever. Um, at Elizabeth City, um, say if it's a kid that come to you. And a kid want to know about Elizabeth City. What are some things that you would let the kid know to persuade them to why they should choose Elizabeth City over a PWI or any other HBCUs? Well, just from my personal experience, and I feel like, honestly, as long as they choose an HBCU, I feel like they'll be taken care of and they'll be able to grow. But Elizabeth City specifically... Because that's somewhere that will take you in, will provide you with a family Mm -hmm. that you aren't related to, will actually stimulate you mentally and hold you responsible. Okay. And you will still have a good time. I think... um you hit it on the nose with um, maturity. Um, it's a good place. And you said, you mentioned something about, did you say something about teachers or something like that? You didn't say the word teacher. I didn't, but that is one of the, if you want to be in the education field, that is where you need to be. That's where that's where it started as, mm-hmm. as a place to groom and educate and sharpen the minds of teachers in a way to be able to teach. So if you want to teach, that would be the, one of the top schools. Not to mention we're ranked top 12 in HBCUs, top 25 every year. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, but nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I, now for real, I do see, I do see y'all name up there every year. Um, Is there any professors that's like special to you or like help you change for the better or like who was the best professor you had that challenged you and that like you would never forget about miss Carr, because she failed me and that was the first time it was my freshman year and it was the first time like i ever failed a class and I was, like, devastated. But she failed me because she knew I wasn't applying myself. And I, high school was always easy. Mm -hmm. College is not high school, you know. So me just being able to do the bare minimum and get A's in high school and just thinking you could go to college. Like, I really needed her to be like, "Mm, I'm going to fail you because I already know. You know what I'm saying? You could come see me again. And... You know, when she before she failed me, she told me, like, you know, she set up a meeting. And she was like, I'm going to fail you. But I want you to sign up for my class next semester because this is why. And when you come back to me, by the time we finish the semester, you're going to be X, Y, and Z. So I did what she said. And by the time I finished the semester, I was where I needed to be and some. So, like, if it wasn't for her, I probably, it would have probably took me a little bit longer to like take it seriously and at the end of the day that's money like you Mm -hmm. you're paying to be at this place so it's not a game it's fun but 
you can have fun and work at the same time. And she taught me that. All right. So, things that we learned today. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, um, even if you go to Elizabeth City and it's in the middle of nowhere, just think. 35 minutes is Portsmouth. And once you get through there, 10 minutes from there is Norfolk State. Another HBCU. Or if you want to take another 20 minutes from there, you could go to uh, Hampton. Another HBCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's all of them. That's close like that. And so if you that, don't mind being in the middle of anywhere, you can always take a trip to Virginia Beach mm-hmm. for the day with your friends. Because that's what we did. Yeah. So uh, I want to tell y'all thank you, Courtney, from com- for coming through. Choose a HBCU. Choose a HBCU, man. It, it's plenty of them out there. You get the same education that you will get from a PWI. And if you want to follow Courtney on, and you got a social media, right? You still be out there like that. All right. So if you, I'm gonna let her say her social medias. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at I have underscore fans. And don't let the quiet voice fool you. She ain't like that for real. She from PG County. And y'all know how they get up there in Maryland. Stop lying to these people. I'm telling y'all. So thank you. My next guest I got is Miss Autumn, a good co-worker of mine. Um, Miss Autumn, would you mind telling the people where you're from? Sure. I'm from Miami, Florida, born and raised. All right. So with you being from Miami, growing up in Miami, can you... Um, Tell me a little bit of, about the lifestyle, because we see what's out there on the movies, the documentaries, but personally growing up, how was Miami to you? Miami was lots of fun. Miami was incredibly diverse from a Latino sense. Um, I went to predominantly Hispanic schools all my life. Um, I was the only black child in pretty much all of my classes until I got to high school. And, um, but, you know, I didn't really notice that until I got to high school. Everybody just got along with each other and it was great. And it's a much, it's a very fast city. So um, moving here, it's moving to Raleigh, it's like night and day, but. Totally different. Yeah. All right, so growing up in Miami and Florida, you have all these different schools. Um, Miami, Florida State, University of Florida, what school did you choose to go to? Um, I chose to go to Florida A&M University. It sits on the highest of seven hills in Tallahassee, Florida, because I wanted to have the HBCU experience. My mom talked about it all my life to me and my brothers, and she always said she wanted at least one child to go to an HBCU, so I was the one to go. All right, so coming out of high school, you already knew you was going to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. Did you have any other college Um, choices or any thoughts of any other different colleges? Yes, I got it. I was admitted into Spelman College and uh, Clark Atlanta. I originally wanted to be in Atlanta because Atlanta was my home at that point. I really wanted to be in Atlanta. Atlanta was just a scene for me. Um, And I just wanted to go. I only applied to black colleges. (laughs) So So, like you already knew you was going to HBCU. Mm -hmm. I know for me, it was different. Growing up, I always said I was going to go to 
Norfolk State. Mm-hmm. Then I got older, recruits started coming in. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> Marshall um, said something to me. So I'm like, oh. But then I eventually ended up choosing a HBCU. So what were, what was it like at Florida a and If you don't know, it's also FAMU, if you don't know. But, like, what, what was what was a day in a life like? It was basically nonstop. I mean, there was always something going on on every day. Set Fridays, Fried Chicken Wednesdays. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> watching the band practice on the field as I'm walking to my dorm. Um, we had, I mean, the classes were great. We had productions at the theater, all black productions, student-led, student-focused. I mean, I was also a part of the concert choir there. So mm-hmm. we were performing all the time, practicing all the time. I mean, I was, to put it short, to put it in a nutshell, I was surrounded by music all the time. Mm-hmm. And see, that's one thing I remember about FAMU. Um, they used to always be on BET. Mm-hmm. Back when they had the college, um, they showed college football on Saturday nights. And the thing I knew about FAMU was they had, like, one of the best bands in the nation. Oh, um, sure I mean, <laughs> it was outstanding. Like, the field show, like, you will watch the halftime show on TV. You will hurry up on commercial break, run, get you a juice, <laughs> sign, whatever, sign <laughs> like that. And you will watch FAMU on TV. And that's one thing I knew. But I also knew about Bethune Cookman. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's your rival, if yes. I'm correct. Yes. All right, so just explain that rival. Like, how how did that impact? Like, how was that week when y'all know y'all was going to play them? Um, just the tradition of that. Mm-hmm. Just, like, go into detail a little bit about that. Okay, so when it came time for the Orlando Classic, because we had two classics. We had the Atlanta Classic and we had the Orlando Classic. So when it came time to play Cookman, we usually just had, you would see like a mascot of the wildcat walking around and you would see us like throwing things at him and stuff like that. And I mean, when we went to convocation the week before the game, you know, we would get the president or whoever was the main speaker for the day would just pump us up and say, we've got to beat our rival. We've got to beat our rival. Cause this has been going on for, I don't know how many years, this rivalry. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, cause of course, FAMU was 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 founded on October 3rd, 1887, and Cookman was founded, I believe, in 1925. So, of course, we were going to say, you know, we've got seniority. We've been here first. Um, and then, no, uh, Cookman is in Daytona. Okay. And then FAM is in Tallahassee. So, um, but yeah, you would just see us wearing, everybody was wearing their Rattler gear all week long. The band was rehearsing, practicing nonstop, so you would hear them all the time. And then you would also see the Greeks doing their thing too, because it's not just a, a football game to us. This is just this is a year-wide cultural event, Greek mm-hmm. event. I mean, there's just so much going on. So it was, it was, it's, 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 and it, and even when you go as an alumni and you go to that game, it's just you feel like you never left the hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still on the hill. And how far are they apart from each other? So I would say Tallahassee and Daytona are probably like maybe five or six hours apart. Yeah, because, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's nothing like when you in college, you, hey, everybody get in the car, throw 20 each, 10 mm-hmm. each, depending on the price at mm-hmm. the time. So um, with that, 
what are some traditions that FAMU is known for outside of the band? Like, as a student, what is something that you know that you have to, you should know while you're in school that you're always going to carry out? Awesome. Okay, so the first thing that we learned in orientation was we would have a chant. And the orientation would, the orientation leader would say, I represent, and then everybody would say, Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University, October 3rd, 1887. What? Anytime you hear I represent, everybody automatically knew what to say. No matter where you was at, um, time of the day, if they said it, you automatically said it. Exactly, yep. All right, so... And it's crazy. That's the first time I've ever heard the whole name. <laughs> yeah. I never heard the whole name of FAMU. Mm -hmm. So um, I was talking to my first guest, um, Courtney, and we was talking about Fried Chicken Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's a national HBCU day where you have to cook chicken. Every yeah. HBCU I know has that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they also have... Um, Fish Friday. Fish Friday. Some set people, Fridays. Some mm -hmm. people have um fried, some had bait. I really can't remember. I think we had fried for the most part. Mm -hmm. But um with uh fam you, you said y'all have the tradition. Um is there any one professor at Fam You like that changed your life or and you will always remember? Yes. I have at least two so the first one was Dr. April McRae. She's still a very good friend of mine. I, when I changed my major to English, she was the one who introduced me to black authors for the first time. I mean, because growing up in Miami, I wasn't really exposed to that. Um, and so she was the one who took uh, the book, Their Eyes Were Watching God, which is known to be a very difficult book. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and she made me love it. And it now, and she told me, she said, I'm going to make you love this book because I told her that I didn't like it. And she did. Now it is my favorite book in the world. Um, the other professor that I had was Dr. Reggie K. Ellis. I'll never forget a name like that. <laughs> he, the class that I took with him was African American History, um, 1865 and on. And he was the one that told me the Emmett Till story. Um, well, that he lectured on the Emmett Till story. And when I tell you the whole class, I've never been in a class that was so dead quiet in my life as he was telling that story. And he had the before picture on the projector. And right when he was getting ready to change the picture so we could see what he looked like afterwards, I just got up and walked out of class. I wasn't trying to be rude, but it's just my heart was just so heavy because he was just such a great storyteller that I couldn't take it anymore. And so the next day I went to his office and I was like, you know, listen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to walk out, but I just couldn't. My heart was just I just couldn't take it. And he said, well, thank you, because, you know, that lets me know that I'm doing my job right. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget him for that ever. Yeah. yeah. And I think we all have those teachers that's impacted your life that you'll never forget about. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't remember anything, you remember that one thing that the teacher had said. Mm -hmm. um, family was in Florida. Mm -hmm. How many celebrities or how many, if you're famous, you're a celebrity, mm -hmm. but some people call it different. Mm -hmm. What famous people or celebrities have came out of FAMU and what did they do? Um, 
if I'm not mistaken, I think Common Common came through FAMU, but he didn't he didn't graduate. But you know what he's doing now? He's doing big things. Um, there's another. Oh my gosh, there were so many people that were. Um, she's a Delta, and I can't remember her name, but I think she's a famous rap artist now. Um, because I know she came to the yard and she she um, did the stroll with the Deltas. I wish I could remember. It's not Cardi B. Um, I think it was a rapper. I can't remember her name, but she was she came through. The other woman, Akina Nani Rose, the woman who voiced uh, the princess in uh, the Princess and the Frog, she came through FAMU. Um, yeah, she's a FAMU grad, so she was in concert choir. She was in the gospel choir, if I'm not mistaken. So she's a very notorious um, alumni because you know she was also in Dream Girls, okay. um, and she was also in For Color Girls, another um, another play that I read while I was at FAMU. Um, so she's a well-respected actress. Um, but those are the two that come to mind right now, those two people. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so with Homecoming coming up, well, before I go there, this week is HBCU week. Mm-hmm. Promoting HBCUs, the awareness, and just getting the younger people to understand how important HBCUs mm-hmm. are. If you had to sit down and give a minute or two conversation to a student, why they should choose FAMU, what would you say? Because it's the best HBCU in the world. (laughs) Um, It's the best HBCU in the world, and it will change your life. I am who I am today as a woman, as a black woman, as an educator, as a teacher, because of everything that I learned when I was at FAMU. And I have so much more pride and respect for my ancestors who came before me because when when we studied the history of FAMU and how we came to be in existence, it just it humbles you, but it makes you proud at the same time. Yeah. And what are you saying about the ancestors? Um, with FAMU, was there any correlation with like the civil rights movement or anything? We know it helped. African Americans, but was there any direct correlations with like the civil rights era or anything like that fighting for equality? Yeah, we had a few people around during that time who participated in sit-ins because you know Tallahassee's the capital of Florida, so we had a people we had people who participated in sit-ins and and organized marches and rallies and stuff. And if you go to on FAMU's campus, um, I forget the name of it. It's the um, it's either the Cultural Museum or the, uh, I can't remember the name of it exactly, but if you go there, there's so much history that's just in that building. And you can see um, you can see stuff from the Civil Rights era. You can see stuff from that was brought over from Africa. You can see pictures of kings and queens in Ethiopia dressed in their regal attire. So there's just, they have... Uh, the Black Archives, that's what it's called, the Black Archives Museum, and you can just see all the history that fa- that took place on FAMU's campus. Okay. And the last thing, you did something that I wanted to do. You went to an HBCU for undergrad and a PWI for your master's. Mm-hmm. For me, I felt like, all right, I went to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get my master's from a PWI because I felt like they see that I got both backgrounds. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that? Like, were you were you like the same, or was NC State something that you wanted to do? 
I initially wanted to go to NC State because they have a very good linguistics program. And um, unfortunately, there aren't any HBCUs that have very strong linguistics programs. So I kind of did what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when I did get to NC State, it, it kind of was, it, I don't want to say it was a culture shock because it wasn't, I knew what I was walking into. Um, and I was told for graduate degrees that you want to go to a PWI because unfortunately PWIs have more prestige than HBCUs when it comes to graduate degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I did see more black and brown people than I anticipated when I went to NC State in my grad classes, but the as far as the literature that we studied and stuff like that, it was basically coming from a white male perspective. Wow. Yeah. All right, and you may have just answered this question, but what is homecoming season coming? Mm-hmm. And you was at NC State and FAMU. What's the two biggest? What's the what's the difference between both of them? Like the difference between the homecoming. We know HBCUs, but how's a PWI homecoming? I'll be completely honest. I didn't know anything. <laughs> I don't even know when NC State's homecoming is because they don't do as good of a job as pubbing it as HBCUs because, you know, with us, it's like all year long, this is what we look forward to. You have a whole week of events. Like even if you didn't go to everything, you knew what was going on on we the set. Two weeks. Yeah. We two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And we ain't not about this big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... I mean, I mean, and then you had professors who would cancel classes because they knew nobody was going to show up at FAMU, and I didn't hear anything about that hap- anything like that happening at NC State. Um, it's just different. I don't think it's as big of a deal to them as it is to us. I mean, you got vendors out there selling that lemonade that you can only get during homecoming week, yeah. and the fried fish and the shrimp that you can only get at that time of the year, and you know, you got people tailgating and stuff outside of the stadium for the game, and you got people, you have alumni coming from all over the world just to see this one homecoming game. I mean, it's not like that at a PWI. And then depending on what school you go to, you got celebrities who just come to homecoming just because they heard about the homecoming. Mm-hmm, exactly. All right, so I want to say thank you for coming through and recording. And most of the time when I have guests up here, if they have social media, I let them shout out their social media if they have that. Everybody don't have it, Mm -hmm. and it's okay. But if you have a social media that you would like to tell people to follow you at or go check you out, you can shout it out. But if you don't, it's cool at the same time because everybody don't do it. Low profile. All right, (laughs) so thank, thank you. No problem. All right, so you know I had to say the best HBCU for the last one. All right, today I got a special guest, my dog, Snoop. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? All right, so Snoop, when people come up here, I usually ask them, do they remember how we met or, like, do they remember, like, the first time encounterments? Okay. okay. So do you remember the first time? I, re- I remember the first time. It wasn't nothing like uh, extravagant. I was in a band. So I came in 06. You came in 07. Mm-hmm. So in your class, Leon from Virginia had came in. So Leon was in the band. And I think I was just walking across the yard with him like early in the semester. And then you had came up. And, you know, that's how we kind of just crossed paths. And at the same time, you was cool with 
some of my homies from back home, like Bud, Johnny, mm-hmm. all of them. So that's how we kind of crossed paths, and we just been, you know, rocking ever since, man. All right, and I could say even go back before then. The the first time we met, it was like you know Shaw students freshmen they come back like two weeks before school started, right, right. but y'all are already there for like yeah, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, we was there for like two weeks. Yeah, like yeah, two weeks before we about to come in. So I Shane was already in the band. Yeah. So Shane introduced me to Jay Reed and Tarzan. Right, right. We get there talking, come to find out. They used to um, march with Oscar Smith. Right. So we get to rapping. Because mm-hmm. Shane, Shane went to uh, Ashley North. Yeah. Yep. So we get to rapping, and I met Simba. This, this okay. like, this like okay. the the third day there. Mm-hmm. So we're about to smoke or whatever. I don't even think y'all had like sectionals or y'all gave them gave it off or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we on the yard or whatever. Jay Reed and Symbol say something to a basketball player about a mutual friend. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, off yeah, strength, yeah. we're about to fight the basketball yeah. team. <laughs> and the mutual friend came and was like, chill, chill. And then you came. That's how we crossed path. Nah, I remember that. Like, that's the first. Y'all was crazy that night, too. There was so many people out there. I definitely remember that night, yo. Like, that's the very first. The first time, like we came across each other. Yeah, I like now that you say that. Like, I, re- I remember that night. I don't remember seeing you. But I remember that night. Like, I remember that mm-hmm. night. <laughs> you were like, chill, chill. <laughs> Y'all tripping. But, all right, so it's a known fact that you went to Shaw University. Right. All right, so where are you originally from? Originally, I am from a small town called uh, Franklin, Virginia. It's about an hour south of Richmond and maybe like, We'll say Portsmouth, maybe like 40 minutes from Portsmouth. So it's still a part of the 757, but all y'all used to be like, man, Stu, you from 1757. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, with the 757, it's seven cities. But y'all say, frankly, city. But we like, man, that's the country. Man, we the eighth. Yeah. The eighth city. <laughs> all right, so you from Franklin. Right. You attended Shaw. What made you attend Shaw? Um, Realistically, man, uh, in high school, I, I marched in high school, too. So I had a cousin, which was Bud. That's like my best friend, my cousin. We grew up together. His older brother, Peanut, ended up going to Shaw. Before that, I had never heard of Shaw, but my freshman year in high school, we did a performance at, at the time, it was St. Paul College. I think they closed St. Paul now, mm-hmm. though. But in it was St. In Lawrenceville. It was St. Paul College. Shaw came down, and at the time, it was an early band program. So fast forward. Peanut graduated 2003. It was some more people from my high school that graduated that same year, and they ended up going to Shaw and marching in the band. Fast forward to 2006. I'm getting ready to graduate. Didn't really have stuff lined up. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to go to Norfolk. I got accepted. And then I ended up coming down here to Raleigh with Peanut for like a weekend. He was just like, yo, cuz, you need to audition, you know what I'm saying, with Mr. Brown. I was like, man, all right. I don't got no audition piece. He was just like, man, just play this. So I ended up auditioning for Mr. Brown on like a Friday. He offered me a scholarship on the spot. I called my mama and was like, yo, mom, Mr. Brown offered me a scholarship for band. She was like, well, that's where you're going. So pretty <laughs> much that's how that that's how all that lined up, man. Um, it just kind of fell into place, man. It was kind of organic. I just so happened to come down here just to kick it with my cousin for a weekend, and I ended up getting offered a scholarship. So that's how I ended up at Shaw. Yeah. All right. So you were saying originally want to go to Norfolk State yeah. the um, March. Nah, not even to march. Just like, to go? I just wanted to go. Like, I didn't want to march in college. I had no intentions on marching in college. I just wanted to realistically go to school and just be a regular student. I had marched all through high school. I was just like, man, I'm tired of marching. But I came down here. 
Mr. Brown, you know, throw a little bit of money in my face, man. I told my mom, she was like, oh, nah, that's, that's, that's it. That's where you're going. And that's where I'm at. That's why I ended up. And see, it was different because, like, everybody know I played football. Right, right. But from sixth grade to ninth grade, I marched also. Right, right. So growing up, it was always, man, I'm going to Norfolk State. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in a band in Norfolk State. Mm-hmm. Mom, if I stay in a band, I'm going to be a drum major. Mm-hmm. Like, my cousin used to drum major for Norfolk State, and I always, if I wasn't going to play football, mm-hmm. I was going to Norfolk State to march. That's what it is. Like, if you're from Virginia, like, even if you even if you never, like, marched in a band a day in your life, you know what, like, the Norfolk State band is. Like, you know how much people love that band especially if you're from Norfolk like Portsmouth Norfolk everybody rock with Norfolk State Band man for one you can damn near hear them just throughout the city when they playing mm-hmm. so I, I definitely get that and like I said I had no intentions on marching but I wanted to go to Norfolk and still be a part of like that experience if that makes sense you know what I'm saying all right so was there any other colleges besides Norfolk and Shaw nope that was it man coming out of high school man that's all I had man that's why like I said it kind of fell into place and that's why um I'm kind of biased when it comes to Shaw because Shaw gave me a chance for real, for real. Gave me a chance to kind of, you know, expand my education and meet new people, get out of the small town of Franklin, man, and just get out of the state of Virginia for one. Like you said, Franklin's a small country town, man, so you'll get caught up in that small town mentality a little bit. Um, so coming down here, man, realistically to me, I used to think Raleigh was the fucking city, like a huge mm-hmm. city, you know what I'm saying? Coming from Franklin, I thought it was like a huge city. So just moving throughout the city, man, being on campus, meeting new people from different walks of life, man. And this is probably the same story for anybody that went to, went to college, realistically. But I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm I'm definitely happy that I went to Shaw. Originally, when I got down here, I was like, bro, I'm transferring. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting up out of here. Yeah. This ain't it. Like, <laughs> I'm getting up out of here. I'm going to do a year, maybe. Then I'm out of here. I'm going right back to the crib. I'm going to Norfolk or Virginia State, something like that. But I'm getting up out of here. And end up graduating from that motherfucker. And see, a lot of people do that. Um, I know when I came to school, I, when I didn't play football, I'm I'm leaving this shit, man. I'm not staying here. This ain't it, bro. But it was probably the best decision that I've ever made to continue man. to go there. When Coach Q was like, I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, boom. And probably the best decision of my life. I did a lot of dumb stuff when I was there, and I did a lot of good <laughs> stuff when I was there. Um... The two guests before you, we was talking about Chicken Wednesday mm-hmm. and Fried Fish on um, Friday. Right. Now, me and Sweets was just talking about me and Sweets was just talking about fish, like Fried Fish Fridays. Like maybe realistically, we were like two, three days ago. We were just talking about some random stuff. We were just like, man, that fish, it wasn't the best fish, it but was it was clutch though. <laughs> like it was clutch. It was not the best fish at all. But man, you. College student, man, you hear that fried fish, you like, man, this gonna do. Then they hit you with that that box macaroni and cheese, but that shit was good though. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, it was good. But when you think back on it, it was just like it was some like B grade fish for real, for real. Mm-hmm. But and it's crazy because you mentioning the fish, but the other two people mentioned the chicken. Like for me, Chicken Wednesday was the thing. Mm. Chicken Wednesday. Um, I told them, yo, you might miss class because you know we only had ten minutes. If you like, say if you take a 10, 11, and 12, or let's say 11, 12, 1 o'clock class. Mm. Oh, you only got 10 minutes? Yeah. So you got to get in and out of there. You got to get in and out. And I was, I was telling them, I was like, yo, people will miss class that day. If you go to the calf, say if I hit you up and be like, yo, you go to you went to the calf yet? And you say, yeah, that's fighting words. Tight. <laughs> tight. Like, How you go to the calf without me, bro? Like, that, you tight. Because everybody knew, like, 
Yeah. You had your, it was almost like a high school thing. Like you had your group of friends that you went to the calf with. Like you had your people that you went to the calf with, and that's what it was. Nine times out of ten, everybody sat in that same little area each day when they went to the calf, mm-hmm. and that's just what it was. So like chicken wings, I think the calf used to open at like what, 11, like 11, 11. 11, 30, 11? 11 o'clock. People would really be in line on Wednesday. That's when, if you stayed off campus, everybody was trying to save their sneak in for that Wednesday yep. to get that chicken. Hit the side Hit door. Hit the side door. <laughs> Sheba going to try to catch you walking through that door. Mm-hmm. Or Tony. Remember Tony? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And going to try to catch you walking in that door. But if you got in on that side door, it's just like, bro, it's so packed in here. They're not going to pay me no mind anyway. Mm-hmm. Get that chicken, man. Everybody used to use they, they one sneak in for the week for Chicken Wednesdays, yo. For real. All right. So what are, what are some traditions that Shaw holds? As far as like like true traditions? Yeah. Being, you know, the mother of the South, the first HBCU in the South founded after slavery. Like, that's major traditions, man. So... You know, when you talk with people from, like, you know, your Centrals, your A&Ts, your Fayetteville States, or your Elizabeth Cities, everybody say the same thing. Like, oh, man, you went to Shaw. Like, A&T is so much better than Shaw. And I tell them all the same thing. When you have kids or if you have a child, you want your child to be better than you, right? Mm -hmm. So, with that said, bro, you got to respect Shaw, man. Like, you know, we always, like, respect your roots. Like, nah, you really have to, bro. Like, this is, like, a major a major thing to say that we are Shaw graduates. At the time, we might not have thought about it like that just because, yeah, Shaw's a smaller campus, man. We didn't have the best amenities and everything that was offered at other schools, but at the same time, you can't replace that heritage, man. Not now. Like, at all. You can't compare with that heritage of Shaw, man. That's like a big thing. And I took pride in it. The old I got, bro, for real, I started to really take pride in like saying, like, yeah, I graduated from Shaw University in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Because when you talk to older people, and the crazy part, I was just talking with an older head uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. No, it was like two days ago. Um, he graduated from Central. And when I told him, he was just like, yeah, man, where'd you go to school? I was like, man, I went to Shaw. He was like, oh, man, you went to Shaw. He was just like, man, that's a good school. Mm-hmm. So to hear like an older head say that, he was just like, man, there's a lot of history that goes apart of Shaw. He was like, I graduated from Central. But without Shaw, it wouldn't have been no central. And like to hear that from like an older, like a person, like from a whole completely generation, like it instilled more pride in me. And I really, I don't know, man. Like it's like the older I get, bro, for real, huh? The more you like, appreciate, the more I appreciate it, yo. For yeah. Real. And I know, um, I was talking to somebody when I first told people I had a um, football scholarship and a track scholarship. Mm-hmm. The older people, oh, you going to Shaw? Mm-hmm. Shaw. Out there in Raleigh, mm-hmm. this, this, and this. But then I came here, and I just kept driving around. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, where's y'all at? So I went to the McDonald's, and I was like, hey, um, this one MapQuest was out. Ooh, me and yeah, me and Shane yeah. came down here, fresh out of high school. Me and Shane came down here, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, I can't do this. Coach Q was like, yeah, I have my uh, athlete stand over here. TOS. You <laughs> like I got my athlete standing TOS. Um but the tradition there, man, um a lot of these other schools, presidents, mm-hmm. when they was first founded, or some of their founded members graduated Brandon from Shaw. Shaw. Some of these schools are an off brand of Shaw. Not saying like they're generic, but mm-hmm. it was part of Shaw. Like, and they end up branching off to exactly, a different city. Exactly. Like A and T, like their first year. Like being a, I guess a, a college, I forgot what it was called, 
but it was called something before it was A and T. But they're like they were actually institution. On, institution. It was some. I can't think of the exact name, but whatever it is, bro, they was like on the campus of Shaw. Like they mm-hmm. was like right there on the campus of Shaw. So it's so much history, man. It's mm-hmm. so much history on Shaw's campus, man, and legacy. Prime example, it's a it's a company, man. I don't know if you're probably familiar with them. The mm-hmm. African, I ain't gonna get them no plug, but they make like vintage, like hoodies. If you look at like the old Martin, the old Fresh Prince, yeah. they make these vintage like hoodies from the nineties and everything like that. With, like Morehouse, Howard, Hampton, all of that stuff, man. So. They had all of these colleges, bro. Like all of these HBCUs, A and T, Tuskegee, mm-hmm. Central, Fayetteville State. They had all of these HBCU colleges that they kept like revamping from like the '90s, as far as the the apparel, the way it looked. So I was like, man, I want to get some, but I'm not buying no other HBCU if it ain't Shaw, man. I hate to sound like that, I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So I hit them up in the DM. I was like, hey, man, and I gave them a whole rundown of the history. I was like, man, I see y'all have like a lot of HBCUs. But y'all missing one of the most important HBCUs that's a part of, like, history. Yeah. Like, this is, like, history I'm talking about. This is all facts, bro. This is documented. Like, you can Google whatever you want to do. You can find this stuff, man. And I just gave him a run. I was like, man, I really feel like y'all should uh, make Shaw's apparel. Because, bro, there's so much history with it. There's so much history with the school. And they was yeah. like, all right, man, we'll look into it. Man, that was, like, a year ago. I ain't seen it yeah. since. And that... I can't be mad at it. I get it as a business, but at the same time, I was like, man, y'all have every HBCU on y'all website, but y'all do not have Shaw, Shaw University. University, bro. Shit was crazy. And it's it's crazy because, like you said, we small. Mm-hmm. The older we get, the more we appreciate it. Yeah. When we was yeah. there, we was like, man, after this jump, man, I'm man, in. Man, I, I can't wait till I graduate. Can't wait till I graduate. But I literally was just having a conversation with another person and we was talking about how Virginia Union mm-hmm. beat Hampton in mm-hmm. football and I was looking at it and I see that it was tailgating and I was talking to somebody I'm like yo man like why we don't tailgate man I'm like I'm getting older I want to be that alumni mm-hmm. who tailgate at every football game every not football just homecoming game. yeah 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 I want to be that I want to be that alumni and granted I could take my uh I could take responsibility. I'm really not active in the alumni association. But either, I met two alumni recently and they told me like they meet on a Saturday mm-hmm. and I said, I'm gonna stop by. Cause I, I do see other alumni and they're really active. Yeah. And like you which we supposed to. Right. But, and the crazy part of hand is like I'm seeing a lot of alumni being active. That's not like that older generation. It's people yeah, like it's that was us. it's, well, it's us. School? It's us. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I know I need to get active, and I'm saying like that's a part of like what I'm one of my goals for next year, just to get back active with the school, man. Um, start donating a little bit more, even if it's not a lot of financial donation. At least you know dedicate some more of my time to the school. You know what I'm saying? Just because, like you said, man, we we talk a lot of praise about Shaw. We give it praise. We take pride in it. We gotta start giving back to it, man. At the end of the day, we gotta start mm-hmm. dedicating some time and some finances to the to the school too, bro. For real. Yeah, and. You're the only guest up here who's in a fraternity sorority. Okay. All right. Could you give me... All right. So, you're Alpha. Mm-hmm. Correct. What made you join? Um, In high school, my band director was a uh, was an Alpha. So, I was constantly around that. And one of my older cousins, he's an Alpha as well. Um, So, but he's like a, a older cousin. Like, mm-hmm. he's not... He's like an older cousin. So... Being around 
my band director in high school for one that was one of the major things that was like my first introduction to like greek life i guess you could say man um then fast forward coming to show um paid attention to your divine nine and everything like that man and i don't know man it was just something about about alpha that kind of fit me yeah you know um it fit me i felt that i would be a person that that would uphold the standards of that and a lot of the goals and a lot of the morals and the principles of alpha i felt represented me and my morals as a human yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much what gravitated me towards it. And then some of my closer friends were starting to join the, the fraternity as well. So that kind of opened my eyes a little bit more just by talking with them about certain things that, that we could talk about at the time. Um, I take pride in my chapter, that's for sure. Um, my line brothers, you know, it was 12 of us in total. You know, we, we one of my line brothers passed away this year. Um, so... I don't know, the, the tradition of Shaw and the tradition of the fraternity go hand in hand with me, man. Um, you know, it's just, like I said, it's a smaller campus, so you're going to know all of the Divine Nine, let's be real. You're going to know you're gonna, you're gonna know all of them. So, And also, to, to go into more detail about that, man, like the rapport between all of your Divine Nines, it was good. It was good camaraderie on the campus, man. Of course, everybody have, like, some words for each other. Nothing serious. It's just, like, yeah. friendly competition. If you were an athlete, you going to have some form of competition with the person across the street from you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So that's what it was. And, you know, some of my good friends, they crossed other fraternities and – a lot of them, forever. We came out the same the same year. Like yeah. Swift Tay, all of us came out around that that same spring on nine, man. So that was like a monumental time on the campus. When I think about it, because all of the Greeks pretty much crossed as far as fraternity wise. All of us crossed that that one semester, yeah. and all of us coming up on the ten year this year. That's crazy. And like you were saying, like y'all had words with each other, yeah. but it was, and that's totally. With that, you could see. The friendship with mm -hmm. everybody there. Mm -hmm. You can see, yeah, my um, fraternity is better than yours, mm -hmm. but at the same time, y'all was still kicking it. it like it, it really wasn't no beef, like nah, such and such. Nah. It won't. It, it was times where it was like no, no beef. If anything, it was still a good time. It was a good time. You, you know? could throw a joke and take it and keep it moving. Oh, well. you know? like I never forget, bro. Like you know, like when we was on campus, the plots, right? Yeah, it was on the yard. I still can't walk. Like I still. Don't even touch, touch boy, it. Boy, listen. So, it's a... Uh, <laughs> we used to go back and forth with the Sigmas because a lot of the Sigmas was in the band. Yeah. A lot of them was in the band, so I knew a lot of them. Like Brady, uh, Paris, Devaro, all of them were in the band with me. So, <laughs> you know, in the plaza, we used to always get bricks. Like, that was mm -hmm. the thing. We had a whole bunch of bricks. So, we used to always write, like, messages to like towards the sigma plot and point an arrow to it mm -hmm. and then their response so it was almost like we was texting in the plot little dumb stuff like that just to keep the, the campus thing like oh man what's going on with them really it's nothing bro we just talking shit that's yeah. all we doing we just playing with each other back and forth mm -hmm. so like it was the good camaraderie man like we had a good relationship man all the divine nine had a good relationship so you hear about other campuses who organizations really don't like get along like they really like going blow for blow with each other, don't get along. We really didn't have that issue on Shaw's campus, man. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was I always thought that was a dope part, man. So when you go to homecoming and you see like the cues, when you see the Catholics, it's all love. It's like, man, what's up, bro? How you been? Everything good? Boom, boom, boom. Keep it moving. There's never no bad energy amongst uh, amongst everybody. And I think that's like a good part. And I think that kind of goes for, for Shaw in general, just because the campus was so small. Yeah. Everybody pretty much knew everybody, man. Even if you didn't know 
the person by name. You at least knew a nickname. Mm-hmm. You at least knew where he was from or where she was from. You knew somebody that knew him. You knew somebody that knew him. All right, so with with you being an alpha, and I'm pretty sure during homecomings, you went to other schools, mm-hmm. met with their chapters, or um, hung out with them during the tailgates or whatever. What's the What's the biggest difference between the HBCU homecoming and a PWI homecoming? I think, man, with a with a HBCU homecoming, it really has like that family feel to it, man. Imagine going to like realistically like your family reunion. Mm-hmm. But you pretty much know everybody that's there. Imagine that, or imagine just going to like your auntie cookout, and all of your family there, all of your friends come over, mm-hmm. all of your first cousin friends come over that you know. Yeah. So it's like that family feel, man. That you can't, that you just can't explain, man. You can go from tailgate to tailgate and get a plate. Facts. <laughs> like you can always go to tailgate to tailgate to get a plate. You go to a PWI homecoming. It's like, I mean. They do a lot of drinking. Yeah. Like, they do a lot of drinking, but it just doesn't have that that family feel, man. Even when I go to, like, other campuses, like, going to Norfolk State Homecoming, going to Virginia State Homecoming, I'm just going, like, cover my homeboys from back home. You still get that family feel, man. It's just yeah. like, oh, you with him? Man, come get something to eat. They, they, <laughs> they hit you with that um, Tupac cousin. Man, <laughs> they like, hit you, you with that. Like you, you feel like you're related to everybody out there, man. If you know one person that went to HBCU... It's like, alright, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good. I can, I can, I can finagle my way around this drink a little bit. I know I've been to some homecomings where I don't even know nobody. I don't even know nobody, no. and I, I get one plate, and go from there. Hop, hop, hop. Hey, what's up? What's up? Boom, boom, boom. I don't know you. Don't I'm just know. kicking it. Don't know him, yo. Come to find out, eventually, I'ma see somebody that I know. Boy, that's how. Yeah. I used to go to North State Homecoming. And I would just go down there, probably like Mia Sweets or somebody would go down there, just us two. Mm-hmm. But we knew like we gonna bump into somebody that we know, yep. and we gonna be straight for the rest of the weekend while we down here. Like, bro, Trey went to you remember you know Trey right? Yeah, he went to Dale State, and I was like, I will go there. I was Wait, like, bro, I'll be when, recruited. I was like, bro, when you go, if you ever go back to homecoming, just let me know. I'm right up there with you. Yeah, I don't know nobody up here but you, but I'm gonna be the straight. Fact. But it's the fact that I know at least one person. I know at least yeah. one person. I'm gonna find my way around, bro. So we straight. I know. Um, usually we have a saying where we say one night mm-hmm. or one day, cause you know day mm-hmm. it all falls in. Mm-hmm. Cause you probably get maybe like three hours of sleep that whole weekend. <laughs> but we always say it's gonna be one day where we do it like we in undergrad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mostly that Saturday because you gotta recover. You gotta recover. You gotta bounce back. Yo. If I go like that on a Friday. Saturday, I'm like, bro, I'm done. Like, I'm done, yo. All right, so the last thing with, um, well, I got two more things. Okay. With homecoming coming up, mm-hmm. what are some tips and starter kits you would tell people they need for homecoming? Pedialyte. Okay. Pedialyte. Um, I just got put on it. Man, listen, that Pedialyte saved your life. Pedialyte, um... I guess make sure if you're not coming, man, make sure you, you know what I'm saying, you got your you got your room and everything, your living arrangement squared away. Mm-hmm. Um make sure you got your people that you're gonna be with. Um I don't know, with me, it feels so good as real seeing like a group of friends that was super cool like freshman year, mm-hmm. and then you see them at homecoming and you haven't seen them together in a while. It's like, damn boy, y'all still this tight, yo. Like y'all still this tight, bro. I lie to you not. Like when I see 
when I see like the whole Virginia crew like together, when I see like you, Leon, Puda, mm-hmm. Tay come down, when I see that whole like VA crew just together, I was like, damn, boy, it should put me back to like 07, 08. See, my thing <laughs> is um, for homecoming is the people that I sing, the people that I see who transferred or dropped out freshman year. And come back. Yeah. And come back. That that That's what get me. And come back, man. Like I seen, last year, I seen a lot of people like that mm-hmm. who dropped out of school or they transferred, but they still came back mm-hmm. and still kicked it like they graduated. I'm wow. talking about, man, you see some of them and you naturally just, you give them a hug. That's real. That's real. You, like, you really be excited yeah. to see them, though. You really be excited to see them, especially if you haven't seen them, like you said, since they either, you know what I'm saying, whatever the situation might have been, they transfer or they just didn't finish school for whatever reason. So you think see about, them on Facebook see or something like that. See them on Facebook or something like that. Nigga, boy, you see them, and give or take, it may be like since you've seen that person, you know, like physically in person, like six, seven years. Yeah. It's like, bro, like, man, bro, give me a hug, yo. Yeah. Like, give me a hug, man. Tell me what's going on, how you been. Especially if you know, like, y'all rock with each other, like, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, you meet people freshman year. You may have like a crew your freshman year, man, and that y'all just tight. Like y'all super tight. And for whatever reason, y'all start just falling by the wayside. Y'all still cool, but this person transferred out. Mm-hmm. This person didn't graduate. This person said, man, school ain't for me. I'm going to go another path, whether it be like military or something like that. But then once y'all get back together, y'all still got that, pick that up bond. Yeah, off. y'all still got that bond, man. Y'all just pick up where y'all left off. So like you said, when you see people that transferred out, Bro, it's like, damn, man. That's, I remember this like, mm-hmm. freshman year, man. Yeah, I remember yeah. this, yo. And then, like, you see those groups of people together that was cool, and you still see them. It's like, damn, man, they still rocking, yo. Like, they still rocking. Yeah. I know I said we had one more thing, but it just crossed my mind. All right, so if you went to Shaw between, I'm going to say, 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2010, because that's when you first moved off campus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 2010 to like 13, 14, mainly between 2010 and 2011. Mm-hmm. Revis Island. Oh, if you Lord. want to, if you went to Shaw University, <laughs> you know about Revis Island. <laughs> and hands down, <laughs> it went down at Revis Island. Man. I did my first power hour there. <laughs> I did my second power hour. I did my third <laughs> one. Um. But the but, but the house parties, it was it was like kickbacks before the word kickback. Like legit, man. This is when we moved. Man, boy, you took me back. The way that whole like kickback thing or the party, whatever you want to call, it, how all that used to start with us. And y'all had like two houses. Back we had back. two. It was a du- okay. Duplex. This was okay. This I'm breaking down. This is what Reeves Island was, right? It was a duplex, side A, side B, four bedrooms, two baths on on each side. But what separated, bro? We had our own little parking lot in the front. So we was on Reeves Road, right? The yeah. road was Reeves Road. So one day, I forgot who it was. It might have been, it might have been Tino or Sweets. One of them two. They was just like, at the time, Reeves Allen. You know what I'm saying? Was Darrell Reeves like was locking people down, and he was just Sweets was like, I think it was Sweets. He was like, man, we on the island, bro. We live on the island, man. This Reeves Allen. We put everybody on the island. I was just like, yo, that's crazy. So we just started calling it the island, the island. Mm-hmm. But if we want to have a kickback, no lie, bro, we would just go to Twitter. At the time, and be like, bro, we having a kid back at the island tonight. Yep. Everybody just pull up, and sure enough, people would just pull up. Everybody would come through, kick it, 
And before you know it, a kickback turned into a party, and we got the whole street just lined up with <laughs> lined up with cars. But it was crazy how our neighbors didn't care, yo. Yeah. Like our neighbors didn't care. They was cool with I it. I never seen them. I never Bro, seen like the neighbors. cops never came. It's never. like cars lined up and down the street. People outside, the neighbors never said anything. One year we did like a Labor Day cookout, and all the neighbors mm-hmm. came over. So it was it was dope, man. That island was um, it was monumental, man. The rent was cheap. What the rent? The rent was dumb cheap over there, man. I think realistically, bro, we was paying like two fifteen a head over there. Yeah, two fifteen a head. Then pay for water. We had bootleg cable, mm-hmm. and all we did was split the cable and electricity. Yeah, cable electric. No, not cable. On um, internet electricity. That's it, yo. And and it was clutch because it was like I stayed around the corner. Yeah. I stayed out on um, Parkwood Village. Parkwood, yeah. I stayed out on um, Parkwood. <laughs> so I literally, f- five minutes. Five. But the thing about it was, like, say if you ain't had no food, you know you drunk or whatever. Come on, man, let's walk the cookout. Let's walk, man, bro. Like, but, we walk yeah. everywhere, yo. But then if you be like, it might not even be like a kickback or now. We just over there just chilling, drinking. Because, you know, it won't nothing for sweets to be like, yo, crank up. Crank up, yo. You, like, you send a text, crank up. We crank up, and then we were like, man, shit, let's go to the GOAT. And the goat was right there. Right there, like a mile. Yeah, it was right there. It was right there. Like, we walked to that joint one day. Like, we got smacked at the crib. We got so drunk at the house. And we was just like, man. Matter of fact, we was walking. We was, we, we walked to Wood Creek. Wood Creek had a party. Oh, and we stopped at the goat. Oh, and I think it was you yeah, and Lil' yeah. Will was up there. I was like, bro, y'all tripping. <laughs> you and Lil' Will was like, I ain't walking. Up. We did a, a power hour and we played It was a Kings house party night. out there. Yep. Uh, I remember yep. that night. Yep. All right. Yep. So... <laughs> Bring it back. I'm sorry. We're going down memory lane. Nah, that's a part of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, that's a part of, like, if you that show probably around, like like you said, like that 2010 range, man. 2010, 2011, somewhere around there, bro. Like, you, you popped up at that island, man, because mm-hmm. we was always doing something, man. And it was home-based. Like, we would be at the crib, and people just ride past, stop, knock, and just mm-hmm. come in the house, yo. It was like open, It was like an open-door policy almost, bro, for real. Yeah. Kind of crazy when I think about it. <laughs> but, I don't know how many times I did that. Like niggas would just pop up, and we didn't. We was like, all right, cool. Like that's that's why I like through with everybody's house. Yeah, we fought like through with everybody's house. All right. So if a young child, teenager, whatever, come mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. and they ask you, "Hey, um, I'm down to my last two choices: okay. NC State or Shaw." Mm-hmm. What what would you say to the child or the teenager to persuade them to go to Shaw? Okay. To persuade them to go to Shaw, um, I probably would say, man, you know, definitely touch on heritage of it, man. Um, the fact that the environment is family-oriented in a sense, you'll be more than just a number. Like, you'll have that relationship that you can build with your professor to go straight to your professor and say, hey, listen, I need a little help on this. Yeah. What am I doing? What can I do to kind of, you know, help myself advance? Even when it comes down to, like, really advancing in, like, your future career as far as internships mm-hmm. or or getting an a internship throughout your, your, your college experience, man. Um, building that network with people, like, closely building a network with people. Um You'll be able to do that on like a family on a small scale. Um, 
the classroom sizes are small. The curriculum isn't really that hard, to be honest with you. But also at the same time, I'm not going to deter that person from choosing another institution. But I think it all depends too has on what that person wants to do. Mm-hmm. What do you want to major in? What's your overall career? Because at the same time, I don't want to set you up by just saying, yeah, man, Shaw got all this history, this, that, and the third. But if you want to go be like a biochemical engineer or some shit like that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to sell you a, a, a false hope. I'm not going to do that. But I will give you the real and the, and the truth about Shaw is saying, like, man, it's a lot, of, a lot of history and a lot of heritage that comes with the school, man. You'll be a part of that particular history, man. Um, just speaking with, like I said, always just speaking with older, the older generation, man, who, uh, who lived through like your segregation, who lived mm-hmm. through all of like your Jim Crow and everything like that, man. Just speaking with them, you can tell that they take pride in saying that they went to HBCU. Yeah. Because when these other institutions closed the door in their faces, it was the, the black HBCU that gave them a chance to become who they are today. Yeah. To help them expand in their education, to to get to the career that they wanted to be in, provide for their family, leave a, a a strong legacy for their family. So the HBCU provided all of that with them, um, all that to them, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I constantly had that 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 conversation, man, with with other people too. Like, would you send your child to a PWI? Would you send your child to an HBCU? And you're gonna get different answers, man. Like, you gonna get different answers across the board. And realistically, I think sometimes it just come down to. What you want to do. What you want to do. What's the overall goal, man? What do you want to major in? How do you want to turn it into a career? Yeah. You know? And like what do you what do you want to do, man? What's your overall goal? But I'm still gonna sell you on show. I'm still gonna pitch it to you. Like yeah. I, I feel like I wouldn't be bro, if I talk with anybody from Hampton, they're gonna do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Talk to anybody from AT, NC State, Duke, they're gonna they all do, do the, the same, same thing. thing. So why can't I do the same thing coming from Shaw? Or why Facts. wouldn't I do the same thing coming from Shaw? Facts. I just think so. What would what would you what would you tell them? What would your what would your selling point be? All right, being depend like you said, depend on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. If they come there for athlete, being an athlete, mm-hmm. if they're coming there academics or whatever, it all depends. Right. One of the things I would tell them is the classroom. Mm-hmm. For me, I was able to talk to my professors. Mm-hmm. They they weren't available twenty four hours, but it was available twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. like like they knew me. Mm-hmm. Um, Marriott Track dot com. What you doing? Um, <laughs> Doctor Justice. Um, the hardest teacher that I ever took at Shaw. Doctor Justice. Hardest teacher that I ever took, but without him, I wouldn't be able to be able to write papers now for the master program that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a community. It's a it's like. Realistically, it's like a village. All the teachers know you. That's real. All the teachers know you. Even if you don't have that teacher, but they work in a department you work in, they know you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it don't matter what's your major, recreation, business, science. Because we got a good science department, too, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, English, teacher. Um, the Just being, like you said, small mm-hmm. and everybody know each other. If you if you don't like somebody there, it's okay. You still go see them five hundred times throughout that day. You know what I'm saying? Um, But it's just a community Mm -hmm. based college that I feel like. Um, If you want to go to a big school and just have that title, Mm -hmm. I went to this school. Okay, but what you get out of that school? Mm -hmm. Shaw is really like a family because nobody want to see each other fail. Nah, 
Like, I, I can truly say I felt like none of my professors actually wanted me to, like, fail. Yeah, they if, I, if I failed, it was on me. It was on me. Yeah. It was on me. They didn't want to see me fail, man. And like you said, though, bro, having, being able to have that relationship with your professors go a long way, man. Mm-hmm. Like, with your dorm advisors. Oh, um, boy. With, with security. <laughs> with the cafeteria people. With the librarian. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes hand in hand. So, like, I will persuade them on that. Mm-hmm. Um you can't judge a book by its cover because when you go there, you go look at it and you go be like, yo, what is this? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to say that. But as small as it is, it is, it's very impactful. All right, so with that, um, you have a cleaning product. Yeah, man. I do. Tested it. I do. Love it. I do, man. I appreciate that, man. I, I, really wanted, to, I wanted to shampoo my corporate, but I use it more on like counters, mm-hmm. um, tables, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell them a little bit about um product? I honestly cannot pronounce it, so okay. that's the only reason why. I, <laughs> that's the only reason why I didn't shout it out because I I don't know how to pronounce it. Got you, got you. All right, um, well, actually, it's, it's a cleaning service, man. We do commercial and residential. Um, Debonair Cleaning Solutions LLC. Um, like I said, we do commercial and residential. But in addition to that, man, we also make our own uh, cleaning products, and everything is all natural. So we pride ourselves on going green. Um. Prime example, like, you know, you you have a son in the house, right? So you use these cleaning products that are chemically based. Those chemicals are being inhaled by you, your wife, and your child on a daily basis. With us, everything is all natural, man. Everything mm-hmm. is a green cleaner. So we have an all-purpose cleaner, um, a spot remover, as well as a carpet freshener that we, we sell, man. All that stuff can be purchased on the website at www.debonaircleanersolutions.com. Or you can... um. Email us at uh, Debonair Cleaning Solutions at Gmail or follow us on IG, Facebook, Debonair Cleaning Solutions. And like I said, man, we do residential cleaning, commercial cleaning. Um, we're adding a few more services at the top of the year. So give us a follow. If you got any uh, cleaning needs, man, be sure to email me directly. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram. You can send us an um, inquiry on the website as well. Um, like I said, man, we're just doing green cleaning, man, trying to be a little bit more healthy, man. Um, especially in this time that we're living in, everybody is doing the right thing by trying to change their eating habits. Um, but health is going to be is going to be an overall change, man. So you have to think about what you're inhaling as well, what type of chemicals and toxins you're inhaling in your body. So, mm-hmm. like I said, man, um, it's business, man. It's been a, a fun road, a stressful road, a trying road, but at the same time, man, it's fun. It's, yeah. it's, it's me, it's mine. You know, um, got a good support team around me as well. Support black business. Hey, support black businesses, man. God has blessed me um, to be in this position. So it's cool, man. And I appreciate you for for support, man. That's for sure. That's definitely for sure. All right. So is there any other social media platforms if anybody want to follow you or check out your product? Also? Yeah, man. Um, like I said, IG, Facebook, um, Debonair Cleaning Solutions at Debonair Cleaning Solutions. I'm sorry, that's IG and Facebook. Um, the email is uh, Debonair Cleaning Solutions at gmail.com. The website is www.debonaircleaningsolutions.com. Um, so you can inbox us on IG, inbox us on Facebook, shoot us an email, or like I said, you can fill out an uh, inquiry on the website and you can order all the products from the website as well. Or you can just send us a direct message on uh, IG, Facebook, or you can send us an email, man. We'll be sure to you know, reach out to you and try to fulfill all your cleaning needs and your cleaning desires. 
And if y'all can't figure out how to spell it or whatever, like me, y'all can hit me up <laughs> on Instagram, Fatmeat, F-A-T-M-E-A-T, or on Twitter, F-A-T underscore M-E-A-T. This week is HBCU week, bringing awareness to the HBCUs. And thank you for everybody that's tuning in. And go follow me. Follow him. Support black business. Hey, man, I appreciate it. All right. Thank y'all for tuning in.